Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. Welcome to Clit Talk, the pleasure positive podcast, the sex that you wish you got, and then some. Clitorati. We're what here. Up, what, up, what, up, what up, what up, We're here. Woo-hoo. We love you guys so much that we decided to do another Q&A episode. And this one is for all the single brokenhearted people out there. So the question comes today from the fabulous Courtney reached out to us on our Instagram and she reached out to me and she said, you know, Hey, clit fam. Love that by the way. Hashtag clit fam. What's up? She wanted to know when we were going to do a podcast for the broken hearted single ladies that really needed to find their pussy power again. Um, and we did do a single ladies episode, which I referred her to, but I thought that there was more to this question. So I asked, so me and her got into a little bit of a dialogue and she really got into it with me. So I, this is really directed towards a lot of the single ladies. Well, I guess we've all been single at some point. So when she really got into it, this is what Courtney had to say. She said, personally, I feel reluctant to quote unquote, get out there because I loved having one person knowing and loving my body and then letting go of that attachment is such a hard thing to wrap my head around because I want to be sexually empowered. I do want to feel liberated and strong and confident in myself and my own body. I do want to explore other people and experience the beauty of being sexually free, but I'm not sure what the first step is to take getting over someone and feeling my own power again without that person. She, she says, does that make sense? Girl, it makes sense. She said, I don't know. Clearly, I need some pussy power. Well, Courtney, you asked when we we're going to do an episode about this question. This episode is for you and for all the brokenhearted single people out there looking how to get back on the horse and how to get their pussy or their cock power back and how to feel empowered as a single person and entering into new relationships. So... <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a horse's sound? Yeah, kind They always say the best way to get over somebody is under someone else. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what I always do, but it has worked. <laughs> so one one thing that, Courtney, you did say that you, you do want to get under someone else, but you're just not feeling in touch with your body or comfortable wanting to share yourself with someone yet. And I can totally relate to that. Um, So I kind of want to take that around and talk about that with our crew. Like, what do you do to really become embodied? That's really what Regina Thomas-Shower talks about. Well, I was really thinking when when I heard Courtney's question about Regina's book, and I was thinking, wow, girl, if you want to get in touch with your pussy power, read Pussy or Reclamation by Regina Thomas Shower. I mean, that is such an empowering book and it really 
doesn't matter what state your love life is in. It's really about starting with you, loving yourself, loving your body, and really getting in touch with the seat of our power as women that is in our pussies. So I can't recommend that highly enough. Yeah. I mean, I guess I have, my mind went to like a more logistical answer. So I've had a lot of experience with breakups. (laughs) And if I were to go through a breakup again, I think it is so important to be with yourself actually for a moment in time. And some of the actions that I've taken in the past that have been, you unfollow them on social media, you really disconnect, you you don't go to that gray area of still sleeping with your ex. I've done that. It makes it super messy for me personally. I think the cleaner the break you can make and the more you can learn to stand on your own two feet and know that you're totally good being single before you even start dating was when I was actually super empowered to date. I had to, because I was one of those serial monogamous. I understand where Courtney's feeling. She's like, I don't know how to be on my own. You're right. You you might not. I definitely did not know how to be on my own before I met Matt. I was single for two years, which is the longest I've ever been single for. And that was a breakthrough for me. And I spent a good like six to eight months where I didn't date at all. I dated like myself. I spent time with myself. I cleansed. I read empowering books. I think it's really important to learn who you are, learn what you want, and really get clear on your non-negotiables before you even think about dating anyone else. And learn from whatever that past relationship was. And like really like take a pole dancing class, hang out with your girlfriends, be with your family, like do whatever brings you joy and stop fucking thinking about your ex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of feel like you haven't lived until you've had a gut-wrenching breakup mm-hmm. where you just don't know what to do with yourself every day. You cry when you wake up. You don't even really like the person anymore sometimes, and yet you still want to be with them so bad, and it hurts. Every day hurts. It's a tremendous loss, and everyone has different degrees of it. Some breakups are worse than others. Some are abusive. Mm. Some are just you were cheated on. Some was it just didn't work out. Or just the, it, even if it's you that broke up, you know you hurt somebody else too, and there's a loss in that. So I think, you know, everyone's going to be different in this grieving process. And for sure, I totally agree, Lindsay. There has to be this time that where you can grieve fully and really take care of yourself and forgive yourself and all the things you got to do. Talk to people. Tell them how sad you are. Exercise. Do stuff. Journal. Find a practice mm-hmm. that gets you out of the space so that you can feel just joy about your own life, period. Once you start getting a little taste of that, I think naturally what happens is you open up your life to others coming in. But for me, I have to say the first time I was with someone else after a really major breakup It was magical because my intention was that by being with them, that I would have full pleasure. And it had nothing to do with that first person I was with. But you had to go through a process to get to that point. Yeah. But I didn't make it about the 
guy, the person, Mm -hmm. when I first got back in. It was really about me, like enjoying it and loving it. And that was helpful for me to be from that standpoint than just trying to replace somebody. That wasn't going to work for me because it's irreplaceable. When you love somebody, it's not going to be the same when you go sleep with somebody next. But it can be fun. It's not going to feel the same. I think one of the things you're really good at, Tamiko, is like really she one of the things Courtney asked is like how do I find empowerment in like the dating scene and and you're really good at dating multiple people and being empowered by it. that was always something hard for me I think like really finding that pussy power or that cock power is when you can date multiple people for the sake of I'm not talking about fucking multiple people it doesn't have to be that but really dating for fun and not needing to find that next monogamous relationship to fill that hole, like actually having fun and like being like, I'm awesome. And you've always been really amazing at that. It's tasting the flavors. My brother actually plays a really fun game with these social media dating apps. He just moved to Los Angeles and he loves using these dating apps and these different dates to explore different parts of the city and to do different activities. And even if the date like isn't great or there's not like a connection there, he still got something really fun and new, like a new experience out of his night out. Now I remember checking out his his social He's a stud. dating app profile. <laughs> and I was giving him only a little bit of advice because it was pretty right on. Mm. He really made his profile really good. And that's what you want. You want to find somebody that's fun and outgoing and it's not all about sex and you can do activities. I think that's good. Yeah, the last time I was on dating apps, I... I just would think, okay, where haven't I been yet that I want to go also? So I was always exploring a new restaurant or a park or a museum. I mean, I tried to make them things that I could leave after half an hour. But But what I really want to say to to all our listeners out there who may be dealing with a breakup is, you know, I've always seen every single break up as an opportunity to upgrade. And that upgrade I know always begins with me. So now that the the universe has arranged itself so that I get to spend a lot of time with myself, then I just start to look at who do I want to be now and who then I start to look at who do I need to be to attract the person that I most want to have in my life. So I remember, you know, looking at, okay, well, I want a really financially thriving partner to come into my life. And then I thought, well, wait, who do I need to be for that to happen? Oh, I need to get my finances in order. So it's, it's interesting to take a look to take a look at your list of things that you want in that next partner and look at who do I need to be and just take that take this beautiful time to really uh, focus on yourself and your own evolution. While we're talking about dating, I just want to put in real quick and then I want to hear from some of the ladies that are actually single in the room. Um, there was a book that made a huge difference for me when I was single and it's called It's Just a Fucking Date. It's by the author who also wrote He's Just Not That Into You. Both really great books but Reading that book gave me such a different perspective on dating that I was able to like actually have fun doing it. So for anyone single out there, it's called It's Just a Fucking Date. It's a fantastic, it's a hilarious book. They also have it on Audible. It's really funny. Is that like the rules? 
Kind of. There are rules, but it's also like an empowering context. Well, of the book, The Rules, I mean. There's oh, a I, book called Oh, I the haven't rules. heard of that one. Oh, okay. But it's just a fucking fuck buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the book you're writing? You should write that book, Tamiko. <laughs> well, one, <laughs> one thing that I haven't heard brought up yet is in the midst of this heartbreak that like our listeners listening to, part of what caused that big emotion is the expectations that weren't met. So that's for me over the years, what's always been the worst part about a breakup, regardless if I did it or not, is the expectation that I had in that relationship. And then because that didn't get met, I ended it. Or when they ended it, that expectation of keeping the relationship going wasn't met. So I've been single quite a while and off and on few relationships here and there. But there was really a heartbreak a while ago that I've realized impacted me. And it's like, you don't even want to admit that it impacts you. And I mean, the guy's like married with a kid now. And I'm like, not. And what happened was we broke up. I mean, I really thought this was like someone I was going to spend my future with. So there's the expectation portion I brought up earlier. And I pined away over this for probably a year. And that's not my style either. I'm usually very much like, next, let me go find the next thing and have fun. And it's always an opportunity for upgrades, right? And this particular situation, this particular guy, for some reason, really settled with me in a way that it was really hard for me to get over it. And I ran into him a year later, and he apologized for what a dick he was. We did have a conversation. He was just like, honestly, I just got so scared at how possible it really was. And then he, like, married the next chick after me, <laughs> which happens to me quite a bit, actually. But it was so devastating. And something that, you know, it's many years later, and it still resonates. So, I, I mean, I know I'm not the only woman out there that this happens to either in the sense of, like, a breakup haunts you or approaches, uh, haunts you or stays with you for some reason or it comes up in your mind for some reason randomly when you're driving somewhere or something like that and um just like i bring it up to just let other women know that you're not alone if you're still dealing with something like that hey clitorati can you never seem to find enough time for yourself when you hear the words self-pleasure are you like what the fuck does that even mean we have some exciting news for you May is International Masturbation Month, and we've decided to do something about the putting everyone and everything before yourself epidemic plaguing our country. Join our entire cast and all your friends for our very first ever 12 Days of Masturbation Challenge, where you will receive daily inspiration from our cast and some of our most fabulous past guests, plus tons of other surprise goodies. Sign up right now at clittalkshow.com and have a radical shift in your self pleasure. This episode of Clit Talk is sponsored by Bjork Manor. If you're recently engaged and searching for the perfect wedding venue or just looking to host a fabulous event, be sure to check out the York Manor, a gorgeous event space in the trendy neighborhood of Highland Park, Los Angeles. The York Manor, M-A-N-O-R dot com and tell them Clit Talk sent you.
So there's a part of Courtney, your question, where you say, I loved having one person knowing and loving my body and the letting go of that attachment is such a hard thing to wrap my head around because I do want to be sexually empowered. I do want to be liberated I and strong and confident in myself and my own body. So that part I really resonated with because after being um, in a relationship, I'm a really committed person. My, my last relationship was five years. The one before that was six years. So um, really being intimate with one person, they just, it's not as easy to go out. For me, it wasn't as easy to go out there and just be with someone else or be naked with someone else or really fully feel empowered. So I totally, I really, really um, feel you with that. One of the things that I started doing is, and I recommend is, I started sleeping naked. I started um, getting in touch with my own body. That's really a practice that I did take on was I started sleeping naked every night. Yeah. It, and you start rediscovering your body. You want to feel the most comfortable with your body so that anybody can feel, com- so you could feel comfortable with anybody, not just someone that you've been with for a period of time so sleeping naked dancing and in the front of the mirror but ultimately in feeling the most confident yourself with yourself so that you could feel comfortable with other people even like korean spas going out there with other women and being naked but really um getting in touch with your body and um doing whatever you can to rediscover yourself newly to build on the sleep naked, I started sleeping in silk camisoles every night. Mm. I really, I really like vintage nineties. I collect them; they make me feel sexy and bad. <laughs> Ethan hates them. I just want to go back to something that Crystal said about having those completion conversations. I had an extraordinary experience with the last person that I had a breakup with. We had been together for three years. We had lived together for two of those years. And there was definitely marriage talk and things that came up in that relationship. And when it ended, we were both in this really intense communication course And we decided to take some of the principles that we were learning in that course and apply it to our breakup. So we scheduled a completion conversation. And in that completion conversation, we wrote down when we got together, we wrote down, we put aside about two hours for it. And we wrote down what we wanted to walk away with when we were done with the conversation, what we wanted to get out of the conversation. And then we went step by step through, um, if you've ever heard of the Ha Onoponopono, uh, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Uh, it's a Hawaiian style of, uh, conflict resolution. And so we took those steps and we went through all the things we wanted to thank each other for. And then we went through all the things that we wanted to forgive each other for. Mm. We went through all the things we wanted to apologize to each other for. And then we went through all the things that we loved about the other person. And we really took our time in each of these pieces. And we were done. I want to tell you, I have never felt so complete with someone. And 
we had all that was left between us was friendship. We felt so complete that I hadn't had sex with this person in months and we lived together. I was just so done with it. We were so complete that when we were done, I just looked at him and I said, do you want to have sex? And he said, yes. And we went into the bedroom, we had sex and then and then we were complete and he walked out the door and we've been friends ever since. And there's never been a desire of mine to call him up and kind of poke him or get back at him for that thing that I wasn't complete about or vice versa. That happens a lot of times after a breakup. So there's just only friendship left. And so, yeah, those completion conversations are are crucial. I've definitely wow. never had a breakup like that. <laughs> I had one similar, and it's an amazing experience. Not, we definitely didn't do this Hawaiian thing you did, but I, I remember walking away from it being like, You're not the man of my dreams. I'm not the woman of your dreams. And we're both cool with it. And I bid you well. And it felt really good. And we both left really empowered. And I just want to yeah. put something in that if you don't have a willing partner to complete this with, that I think that's a great exercise to actually mm. you could do it on your own Absolutely. and write it, write down all of those things and then maybe burn it at the end, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. to be done. Mm-hmm. And what the fuck? I'm with a Hawaiian man and I've never heard of this. I feel duped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe it's called Ha'oponopono. Oh, we're going to be talking about that tonight and and it's not a breakup conflict resolution technique it's just a conflict resolution technique and it's just that using thank you i love you forgive me i'm sorry in various ways in a conversation can complete anything yes that's what that's exactly what hop up no no i know what that is and i've (laughs) i'm very familiar i'm not very i'm familiar with it and that's exactly what it is and that is such a powerful just forgiving somebody or Asking for their forgiveness is so powerful and is so healing. I was just visualizing. I was just, I was almost there with you, Eve, in that breakup and how when we are asking for forgiveness, we allow that space for other people to own up to, to their, you know, what they need to own up to and ask for, for, you know, ask for that mutual forgiveness, right? Um, you know, when it comes to breakups, I think where the suffering really lies is in the attachment, right? Buddhism says suffering is attachment. And for most of us that have had bad breakups, I think a lot of times the reason why we're so struggling to move forward to that next level, to that next exploration of self is because the attachment is still carrying the suffering. And that's what we really need to look at. For me with my husband. Um, ex. My ex-husband. I'm going to always say husband because I don't think I'm going to get married again. And he was my husband for 25 years. So he's kind of always going to be my husband in some ways. He's not my husband currently, but the last time we made love was after 25 years, right? Last time I remember fully crying. Not because I didn't want to, because I wanted to be with him, because just the fact that I knew it was going to be the last time. And because I was able to express that in the moment, I was able to move forward. That's why I think these completion conversations make sense, because there's something in this ritual of 
death, of a loss, where you have to have some completion, whether it's with yourself or others. So that was really healing for me to be able to cry that last time I was with my ex-husband. In relationships where the breakup was not my decision, I became really angry and really fucked up and did a lot of crazy (laughs) shit that girls do. Stalking, (laughs) emailing, calling a million times, just angry. And I think it's the attachment to, like you were saying, Crystal, to the expectation that the disappointment and how it went down hurts so bad and you just want to, like, have it acknowledged that the disappointment was that women go crazy. Especially when you have a high listening of someone and you expected them to be this way and then they showed up like this douchebag. What? I dated that guy? Exactly. So, you know, I felt both. I've been able to feel like what it feels like to be on both sides of the breakup and what we do as humans when we're attached and when we have all this suffering. So that's the first thing I feel like women need to acknowledge. If you can really acknowledge that suffering and forgive yourself and forgive the other person, like Melody Willow was saying, I think your life just opens up naturally and you'll just bring in the next person. So I hope that when women are listening to this, that they're hopeful because as we know, everything in life always changes. So it's going to happen just be patient with yourself. It'll happen eventually. So that was beautiful. I just have some like tools that are great, <laughs> great to use on your own. Um, and not sponsored. The Hitachi Magic Wand is a fucking. Yes, that is not well, sponsored. It, she loves it this thing. Be, I've been trying to get Crystal to buy one. I've been on her every day. Um, It'll make you squirt. And then the Foria <laughs> Wellness is a great pairing. And then Tamiko has this. I got one. Well, Tamiko gave it to me and I gave it to Ethan. And it's his favorite thing. It's a masturbation egg. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It's- yes, I gave one to Sugar as well for her birthday to play, have mutual play with uh, her husband as well. The Silver Fox. Uh, yes. I think it's called Tengu. Yeah, that's what it it's is. It's a Japanese. Um, manufactured product, but it's in the U.S. too. You can obviously get it online. On Amazon. It's shaped like an egg and they even have like, uh, like a carton so you can get like half, half a dozen of these. And I think the shape (laughs) inside is maybe different. Each egg has a different thing. Some are smooth, some are this, but it's really made for men to, um, either masturbate themselves and get tremendous pleasure or for their partner to masturbate using this tool. It's literally it's like cute. you you it's cute and you put lube in it as a little thing where you can put the lube in and Comes then you it. it stretches around your erect penis and it's like a like sheath. a glove, almost. Or a glove. Yeah, kind of yeah. What, could you say it's like slime? Is it like the texture of slime? What's the spongy stuff that you like use? Like silicone. Yeah, it's like a spongy mm, silicone. Um, yeah, it's soft. A, it's soft yeah. and spongy. It's nice. Cool. <laughs> Anyways, right I, just, I just wanted to put that. So you're bringing that up for men who have had breakups when yeah. they need to like, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Talk, talk. <laughs> exactly. That was it. Okay, Excellent. cool. Awesome. Well, Courtney, and for anyone out there in a similar situation, I hope that... Us having a very candid and sometimes raunchy conversation made a difference for you. 
Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe, but only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if we're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, it's very much appreciated and thank you.